0: Hello and welcome to Baby Banter. I'm your host, Nicole Pates, a baby and kids physio and mum of two, and I'm here to help you with all things play and development. Here on Baby Banter, I'm following the journey of Monique and Geo and Helen and Seb, two first time mums learning how to navigate their babies, parenting, and themselves as new mums, and answering all their is this normal questions. And today we're back in the studio eight months. The boys are eight months. I can't believe it. It's incredible. Before we get started, I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy, with over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips, and my favourite on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech, as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty i pay my respect to the elders both past present and future hey Mum, it's time for baby beta so today we're back in the studio for 8 months helen how's it been what's been happening over the last little while
1: I feel like this last few days is just a blur because we've just decided we're going to renovate our kitchen with an almost eight-month-old. Yeah, we've got boxes everywhere and we're like sitting him down and trying to shove things in shelves (laughs) and build drawers and whatever and then, oh, deal with him, go do something, eat some food, don't get more boxes out. So, yeah, it's been interesting. That sounds full on. Yeah.
0: What have you noticed? What have you been able to delight in in this past month?
1: Seb has definitely been more happily sitting up and playing with things and I can put him down and let him play a little bit independently, which is lovely. Mm. We might talk more later about some of his noises because mm. he's gone through a few mm. recently.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's a bit strange. Yes. No, that vocal exploration. But yeah. it is, once they have that independent sitting, just like the delight in their new exploration yeah. skills is Crazy.
1: Mm. Mm. He's definitely, he seems to enjoy it more. Yep. And yeah, something again, we'll talk about later, but I find I still go, oh, I still need to do tummy. I still need to do back. I still need to make sure I'm taking him outside and <laughs> all these things. Chicken and rotisserie. No. <laughs> he he just like just put me down so i can hold stuff yeah <laughs>
0: i know yep. and that's yes and my son just wants to play mario all day so i still have to offer variety but uh, yeah <laughs> but no it is it is important guys if you're listening we'll talk about it later in development but still offer variety but meeting your little one where they're at so that they're not super frustrated at you is mm-hmm. very important what have you found tricky over the last little while helen
1: the kitchen and oh, yes. the dealing with things. Yeah, and the, the development of <laughs> side. Something that I wanted to ask about was he does this sort of lean forward, mm. but we're not sure, I, I'm not sure if that's, because he's just trying – I want to get to you and you're in front of me so I'll headbutt you in the stomach yes. or if he's moving into a crawling position or yeah. kind of what that means but then quite often that means he'll lean for something and then faceplant or fall sideways and then, of yeah. course, he's upset and he's hurt. And yeah. So, yeah. We will
0: that in the development section mm. 100%. So, yeah, let's hold that totally. because yeah. I've got some good tips for yeah. that too and some – reassurances around normal development for you. But yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that one. Hold that one. What about you, Mon? How's the eight month mark treating you? How's this last month been? It's been so good. Um, Monique's sitting here tanned and happy and glowing. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because (laughs) we've just got
2: back from Bali. (laughs) Third trip. So lucky to be able to travel while I'm on mat leave. My husband still does work while we're away. Yeah, But yeah, it's Gio's become the little traveler. Mm. I thought he'd done a lot of flights because he's done six now, but mm. one of the babies we traveled with has done 24 flights. Wow. And she's 14 goodness. months old. Wow. wow. I know. That's so, a lot. Seasoned traveller. Yeah, they'd have yeah. their like, little snack box and cool yeah, their all their platy toys up yep, all yeah. done. And you talk to her about flights and she's, eh, that's fine. Like, yeah, it's funny. Just, what you get used to. Yeah, and just what you know and, how, and the tools you develop in your toolkit.
0: Yeah. What have you delighted in over the last little while?
2: Mainly, I guess the theme of this month has been lots of swimming and lots of music. Yes. It's been amazing. Gio's like really into the water, getting lots of confidence, lots of splashing. It's really cute watching him at swimming class because he wants to... (laughs) He wants the microphone right now. He, yeah, really wants to interact a little bit more with the other babies. I don't know if it's just to get the reaction more. He sees them splashing and wants to splash himself. Yeah. We've noticed putting on music lately, he's doing a lot of bopping. and oh, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. like oh. rocking backwards and forwards more. Mm. Um, like he's really busy. Dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. If he's ever in a bit of a mood, singing to him yeah. or yeah, putting on some music really changes his mood up. I don't know if I told you guys this, but while I was pregnant, I went to a lot of live music. Mm. Yes. yeah, yep. yep. So, yeah, I went to DJ Fisher, a bit of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Uh, flat Gio, facilities. Like fully looked at you then. a <laughs> <snim> dog. <laughs> like a real variety of different yeah. music. Um, we are in Bali one of the last nights. They had a bit of a DJ mm. and it was really interesting watching him bopping along and then there'd Aww. be a bass drop and he'd just start waving his arms <laughs> and legs to it. And then it. It. it like goes down a oh. notch and he like chills oh, out God. a bit more oh, and then goes awesome. yeah oh my really goodness I love that
0: and you should see Monique's face while she's talking about this she literally has those cartoon starry eyes <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's just like delighting in this visual memory of Geo. and that's guys what we want to focus on is all these beautiful yeah. things that your little ones are doing less so what they're not doing hey yeah yeah oh hello Gio he's now looking at me like you're interrupting my feeding lady guys it is mayhem in the studio we always have the babies with us we manage, but you probably don't hear it behind the scenes because I'm pretty good on the muting. But they're here, and they—I think soon they'll be making themselves known. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they
2: will. What's been tricky, Mon, over the last little while? I guess just the inconsistency with routine, just with traveling. Mm-hmm. And we've been down south. I've had my dad's wedding down in yeah. Pemberton. Oh, nice. So it's—he's still in our room at home, but mm-hmm. just being in different cots and different beds and things—and. Mm-hmm. He gets into a really good routine and then we throw him a bit. But yeah. he's, like, doing so well. Yeah, um, re- Been such a trooper with the pram napping, mm. which has been awesome. Mm. Sometimes I feel like we worry more about things and yeah. then he just is fine. Yes. Yeah. And they always pick up on that worry a little bit,
0: I think. Yeah. Sometimes if we're worrying about something, they're not really worried about it, but they can feel us yeah. our,
2: and, like, our levels of worry or anxiety yeah. change. Um, and then, like, mm, we ease into it and then it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes giving him the benefit of the doubt, I think, is yeah. something I need to keep in mind.
0: Maybe giving yourself, like, credit too that you yeah, can do hard exactly. things. Or the things that feel hard. And I know from experience, yeah. like, that it's – you can sometimes just be like, I've just got to get through this and be in the room and we've got yeah. to get the maps right. And yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, sometimes just letting it go yeah, is the most thing. The flow. Yeah. But everyone has a different flow. Yeah. At the moment, my flow kind of feels like a tidal wave, but... And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things get busy, then yeah. they get quiet, yep. and then you,
2: like, ease into the quiet. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right, guys, today we have a very special guest back, actually, for the second time on the podcast. God, she must be good if we're getting <laughs> oh. her back for session number two. But the boys are now eight months, and so they have had two months of solids time, or maybe just a little bit over for Gio. Geo. Yeah, but so they've been on in on solids for a little bit, which we had an, a podcast on earlier on Baby Banter with Dr. Kyla, who is the founder of Baby Meal Times, and she prepped us, well mainly Monique and Helen, for introducing solids. But now that you're there and you're doing it, you guys have flooded my WhatsApp with questions around, is this normal? What about this? What about that? And I don't know, because I'm a baby physio, not a baby <laughs> dietitian. So we thought we'd get Kyla back in the studio today. I'm just about to get her on the phone. But before I did that, I wanted to let you know that today's Baby Band episode is sponsored by Baby Meal Times. And Baby Meal Times is a subscription database filled with balanced meal inspiration, recipes, finger food ideas, and step-by-step guide to introducing foods and all designed to make feeding your baby fuss-free. Dr Kyla brings you judgment-free, stress-free, evidence-based approach backed by science to help you start and continue solid successfully. So to find out more, visit babymealtimes.com.au and that will be linked in the show notes too. So let's get her on the phone. Hello. And welcome to, to Dr. Kyla. We've got the FaceTime working. Hello. Yay. Hi. You can see us. Here are the babies. Hello. Hi, babies. You look different. The yes, so they're big. much bigger. They've, <laughs> they've been, they're sitting, they're sitting up and they're playing and they're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at Dr. <laughs> Kyla on the phone. Like, I love FaceTime. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Kyla, for coming on today. I've just given your baby meal times a little intro so everybody knows why you're here, helping Monique and Helen navigate the world of solids. So they've introduced solids, but I'll leave them to their questions. They have...
3: I feel like it's just the starting point, right?
0: There's so much more. There is always. And guys, if you are preparing for solids, go back to listen to month four, where we did preparing to introduce solids with Dr Kyla. But we're back in the studio at month eight, two or so months after introducing them. And yeah, there's questions galore. So thank you so much, Kyla, for coming on.
1: Let's have a chat. You're so welcome. Who's up first? While I've got free hands, I might ask a few. With Seb, he's definitely enthusiastic about food but I guess I'm finding it a bit complex to figure out like when we started I know the advice was just try one food at one meal and see how we go but does it matter if some days he's having two or three meal times with us and some days it's only one like sometimes he'll sleep through or I don't know I just find it a bit hard to try and go we've We've had a repeat allergen today. We're going to have to make sure we have something that doesn't have an allergen meal. Like, what can we have and make sure we're not putting salt in? I'm just, I guess I'm just finding it hard to... So, you're talking in terms of family meals or in terms of the actual ingredients? Like, number of meals per day is very variable and just the, the effort of, oh, right, okay, if we're eating this, I can give him a piece of fruit. But then he's already had fruit today, so I need to find something else. Or, oh, he slept through that time that we were eating. He just didn't have a solid for that meal. Like when do we need to start going right? He really needs to have three actual meals as against he tried something when we add something or was asleep.
0: Mm. Oh, it's about- very overwhelming. <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the good news is that you can probably think less about the little details of all of those things and we can talk about that in a sec. But as a general rule, we're heading to three meals a day at eight months. And if they are with you, awesome. If they're not with you, that's totally fine as well. And it can be repeat for foods that you've had yesterday. The only things that we want to be a bit cautious about is those allergens in terms of not introducing them all together. So that's only nine foods though. So when you think about those kind of nine foods, once you've introduced them a couple of times, those three times in a week, you can just start incorporating them in, in meals. And at this age, we're really thinking about kind of the main food group in a meal. And this can still be a work in progress, but we're really heading towards a grain, a protein, a fruit and a veg as part of a meal. And that sounds like a lot, like it might feel quite overwhelming when you think about it. Mm -hmm. But if, for example, you've done a kind of mincey beef dish with some veggies, as a like spaghetti bolognese style, that's three food groups in one. That's a bit of the protein, a bit of the grains and the pasta and a bit of the veggies from whatever you put in there. So it doesn't have to be like four separate individual foods necessarily, but we are heading towards more of a complete meal and three of them in a day. Yeah, Does that I,
1: answer the question? I think so. I, I did actually my first attempt of Seb eating a pureed version of our meal actually last night, just coincidentally. And I was like, going, okay, don't put this sauce in until after I've taken some out. Don't put salt in until after I've taken mm-hmm. out was going through. And then he just had like food all over the tray, all over his face, all over everything. But yeah, like I guess I've tended to try to have just a vegetable or a fruit or a something for him as against the meal, but now trying to move towards that. And when you were talking, it made me think of something and it's gone out of my head. Okay, Um, I think
0: that I'm not a cook, so I'm not very good at cooking and not very good at understanding food groups and all of those things. We'll talk about my foods later, but if you're not That's not your strength. I found it really overwhelming to think about those things, which is why I used your membership because I was like, just tell me what to cook and how to cook it. Because, yeah, I didn't really want to think about it because as soon as I started thinking about it, like you are, Helen, Mm. I just got lost in my head and it felt so complicated and I started stressing out and I didn't want
1: it to be like that. I've remembered what it was. It was to do with the talk about allergens. I have tried to make sure that we've introduced things separately from each other so they're not mixed over. But I only realised recently I'd been trying to make sure that if, for example, Seb had egg that day, even though we've introduced egg a few times, I was then trying not to give him any other allergens no, that day then and I, I just suddenly realised oh, maybe that was –
0: don't have to yeah, do that.
1: So I'd been trying to separate out all the food groups and then I was like, but I don't know what else to give him because I've already given him egg, so oh. I can't give him anything with – wheat or whatever. So, and Kyla, then,
2: so once we've introduced everything, then it's okay to just incorporate them whenever. Like, honest, once we've done you it can
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The only advice, really, around not mixing things is not introducing two brand new allergens at exactly the same yeah. meal uh, because yeah, cool. if your baby does have a reaction in that meal, you then have to avoid both of those foods until you get a, a, yeah, a food allergy yeah. appointment. So, yeah. it's just harder because if you introduce egg and you do have a reaction, you know it's the egg. Mm. So you can mix that egg. Like if you've had pumpkin before, you can mix the egg with all sorts of things. If yeah. you've tolerated wheat the three kind of times, you can mix it with that if you want yeah. to. Yeah. It's actually just in that initial exposure so, so that you can pinpoint I'm glad
2: that's the case because I've been doing that <laughs> already. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah it can good. be so confusing,
0: especially yeah, yeah. when you get yeah. in your head about it. Yeah. 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 I'm
1: trying so hard to make sure he's not – because – Since introducing solids, he has had a couple of episodes where nine o'clock at night, a couple of hours after eating, he's vomited and then I'm like... Is wow. that a reaction? <laughs> is that hot weather? Is that he's just, something's happened? And so then I'm like, which of the allergens has he had today? And is it to do with that? And so uh-huh. it, it's really like I've been trying to.
0: Yeah, Kyla, that might be a good question, actually. If they are going to have an, a reaction to a food, like an allergen, like wh- would it be in a certain time or a certain type? Or what would your like a general advice be around that?
3: Yeah, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because babies vomit for so many reasons. Yeah. And try to work out what that is. But if you're having a severe allergic reaction, that will generally happen minutes. within minutes, mm-hmm. yeah. and for most of the time, that's within an hour. If you've got a baby who's waking up and vomiting once, that's most likely babyhood. That <laughs> is it. something that they needed, <laughs> something that's happened. they cough coughed, funny. They've, you yeah. know, that's quite a common reaction. And we know, I'm sure Nick talked about this one. So I'm sure I've heard about this, but that sinker at the top mm. of tummy is still maturing. It's really not tight. So it can be for a number of reasons that they're going to vomit. If your baby wakes up in the night and is vomiting profusely, will not stop, it's going continually, Mm. then I would be looking at getting some help, and that might be related to food. But even then, it wouldn't be in that time frame. Yeah. you guys are in the studio with your babies. And unfortunately, I have a toddler at home who is sick <laughs> and promised me she was going to watch Mickey Mouse on the TV. And <laughs> is in the background. This is so life. you know. This is
0: life, guys. This is how we do it. Like, yeah. it's not, we're not superhuman. Our babies are not quiet and in the corner. And, and right. they're just here. Look, they're, they're, here. they're, like
3: they're They can see the babies. <laughs> she has a xylophone now. I'm not sure I do, like podcasts. J- <laughs> we'll love it. I,
0: I brought a toy last time that became like a banging on the table. I was like, oh, what did I do? Just while we're on
2: allergens, um, I'm on the other end. Like I've introduced all the allergens to him over the different weeks and he's eating a lot of our food, just separating it out before we add salt and things. But is there any necessity to keep track that we're still reintroducing them each month or anything or don't worry about it? No. I think...
3: The the idea with the allergens is that you're aware but not obsessed by them. Yeah, perfect. So yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to be like aware of introducing this, and I'm like trying not to deliberately mix them together for the first time ever. Yeah, perfect. Like the, those two or more together first time ever, and I'm going to be conscious about offering it regularly after mm. that. So yeah. what you don't want to do is offer an allergen once and then not offer it again for kind of three months because that's when the risk of allergy increases because the body hasn't been exposed to that.
0: Yeah,
3: As a general rule, we're talking like if you can keep going weekly with that food, amazing, but we don't have to be obsessive about that. If there's a week that goes past that doesn't, you know, that's fine. You can hear Cleo yelling at me, be quiet. I'm just going (laughs) to set her up with something while you guys talk, which I thought I had done. All
0: (laughs) whisper in the background. We do that sometimes when the boys are asleep and we're Mm. talking loudly, Monai laughing and Helen's like, shh.
3: Uh, yeah. Gio's yeah. just yeah.
2: using a sippy cup at the moment. Yes. <laughs> Showing <Yeah. your> some of <laughs> his hand skills. Mm, Are <laughs> uh, you having some fun? We could talk about sippy cups a little oh, bit yeah. while Kyla's busy. Yeah. Um, yep. I know in the Love Every kit they gave us a um little cup that they can try and to drink oh, yes. Yes, um free hand. Um and I'm assuming that's developmentally appropriate that you can start introducing that.
3: What do you think, Kyle? Yeah. An open cup is one of my preferred options for a first time for drinking. And really, if you think about water at the beginning, drinking is about skill development more than anything because yeah. at this age, all of our fluid and nutrition is still coming from milk and food. Water is hydrating and for adults is really important, but actually for kids, it's less important. We want them to be getting their fluid with the additional nutrition, that breast milk or He's dealing with me again. The breast milk or formula, I have. So water is yes. actually just about practicing and learning to drink. Okay. And so drinking from an open cup is really beneficial here. So that's really about holding it, keeping it up, working out how much comes out. Those kind of things are messy, but part of the practice.
0: Yeah. Yes. I but feel the, like there might be a puddle under it. The sippy cup is a good thing in the studio but that is enclosed. <laughs> I
3: don't know about
0: the open, open cup in the recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. follow
1: on from there is that we've had an increase in temperature in this in time Perth. that we... In Perth. It's pretty in hot. hot. Yeah. In, heat yeah. <laughs> in the time that we've moved into solids and introducing some water to go with the solids and that kind of thing. And family members that are over for dinner have been like, oh, should we give him some water? Oh, should we give him some water? Oh, should we give him some water? And I guess on the one hand, they can give him water. They can't breastfeed him. So I understand why they're saying that. But on the other hand, it did. I know it's not their main source of fluids at the moment. Do we need to be concerned that if he gets offered water too often, then he will not get the calories he need? Or will he be like, no, I want breast milk now. or I want formula now, not like water if he's offered it. I think
3: if it's happening on a really regular basis, then it is something like we don't want water to displace milk feeds or food. So mm-hmm. if you had people staying with you and they were like flying your child with water, then I probably would put a boundary in. Yep. If there's like an occasional family dinner where he drinks more water, it's probably not going to be an issue. And it is something you can put a limit on at some point. Some babies do drink more. And it doesn't impact their milk fees or their food. And that's fine. But really at eight months, kind of 60 mils a day is a max, which is... Quite a small amount. You don't need to, like if your baby's breastfeeding, you really don't need to increase that amount in the hot weather. Mm. They'll compensate themselves in terms of that fluid, uh, particularly from breastfeed. So we but
2: just increase our water intake so. yeah. yeah. You'll notice
3: it. You'll get, the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll get the first.
2: Interestingly,
3: like most of the time you don't even need to increase that for formula-fed for babies either because we're actually not having them outside in the hot yeah. sun. Actually, babies aren't losing a lot more during by sweating or it's definitely warmer, but I think we're all quite, you don't go out in the heat of the day necessarily. Mm. So they're actually not losing significantly more Mm. water. Obviously, if you are, you're on holidays or things are different and you're outside a lot more, then you could offer a bit more water, but it's not something you need to measure or control too much. Yeah. Okay, cool.
2: Yep. We're between two and three meals at the moment. The third meal during the day is more grazing a little bit more. Rather than a sit down and it's as your meal time. Mm. But he's also drinking, I feel like, just as much milk, but I don't actually know because he's breastfed. Is that something that generally slows down a bit, or is it something that I take his lead or he will t- more take my lead with that? I,
3: you can absolutely trust him. And you'll find, I feel like this age, like mm. really in this kind of eight month mark, you're in the peak of everything. Like they're still feeding as many times from a, a milk point of view. There's, you're now getting up to three meals. It feels all of your day is like a meal or a milk feed or, a, yeah. or the next thing. <laughs> yeah. And it definitely does get easier from this point in terms of being able to fit stuff. So this mm. is the, the kind of earliest that you might notice one of the milk feeds okay. being less or less interested in, but you might find that actually takes a while longer and there's no rush to drop those yeah. at any point. Mm. For people who are struggling with their baby's really not being interested in food, you can swap at this age offering food before a milk feed. And you guys could do that too if there's a period in the day where it just fits more naturally for you, that actually it would be easier to do dinner first and a breastfeed later. It would be easier. So there are no kind of hard and fast rules. You definitely don't need to change the order of things if what you're doing is currently working. And just know that over the next, you know, month or two, there will be a bit more time. You'll find mm. that things get into a rhythm, um, particularly if you're kind yeah. of having more like two naps in this next little phase. Yeah. When we're heading towards more like two naps a day, things fit in a lot easier. You tend to have more space in there. So this is definitely like the I, piece I feel of like it's a transition phase things. at yeah. the moment
2: because mm. he's like between two and three naps, between two and three meals, and then like mm. yeah. sometimes doing weird things with the feed. Sometimes he's not interested, and then he just wants the solids. Or and I think that's left. a
0: question that I get often asked, which is not my expert area, so I refer on to Kyla or to our LCS. Yeah, is that around the sort of nine to ten month mark that the the if people are if parents are breastfeeding, that it feels like that they don't have a supply or that there's la- less of interest in milk or that like it becomes a bit trickier because. And some milk, days I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm so full. I need yep. him to
2: drink some more. Yeah. And then he's "Ah." yeah. (laughs) "Ah." Is that
0: something that you hear or get asked often too, Kyla?
3: Yeah, huge one, and it's a number of factors because around this eight months, like there can be a bit of a nursing strike where babies are just really less interested in milk feed for a period of time. yeah. Yeah. But also uh, there's also a really common, this is like the peak of their efficiency too. So they get to a point where they can actually do a full feed in a few minutes. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily <laughs> so fast. need
2: yeah.
3: these long ones. Yeah, they actually, which is wild because we think surely you cannot be done there. Like it's a really hard thing shots, to track <laughs> and I, I have
2: said it a skull. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes can. i go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, settle down.
3: And... <laughs> And so that can feed into each other because you can get into a habit of like continually trying to offer more because you're like, "Mm, I don't think they've had enough. And that can fuel some of the refusal stuff as well that it becomes like I keep offering and you keep saying no. And (laughs) so I think at this point you can offer like once or twice in that timeframe where you'd normally offer feed Mm -hmm. and if you actually don't want it, Mm -hmm. you can just roll on to the next thing. You don't need to try harder. It's almost like really trusting their lead on it. It because really. So
0: many parents, mums I know that are like, I'm just weaning because I don't. He doesn't want it. Like it's, uh, and it becomes uh, like a like a bit
2: frustrating, bit frustrating.
0: Yeah. Whereas like if you just ride through it and follow their lead and know that they can get a good meal in from breast milk in one to two minutes. And it's that funny sort managing of sort of your own down,
2: emotions yeah, around it, right? Yeah, yeah. And like the other
1: it, thing is yeah. when they're really distractible. Like sometimes mm, who have a yeah. proper feed and who be like on me and feeding and all good, and then sometimes it will be like, Daddy walked in and the dogs are there and something's happening and there's a noise and it's stuff. Flicking your head around, are you feeding or are you not feeding? And then are you done or are you just distracted?
2: And I'm sitting <laughs> and like,
1: I'm um, where's the <laughs>
0: And I missed that all that sweet letdown <laughs> because I was distracted. <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm. And developmentally, that's the thing, right? Like they're much more aware of their surroundings and all the things here. Yeah. So it does, like, all yeah. these things play into each other. And it's is it a chicken or the egg? Are yeah. they distracted? Are yeah. they, mm. have they had enough? Are they less hungry? Are they... It's the a of yeah.
1: isn't it? <laughs> the number of times I've said, are you done or are you distracted? And I'm just looking at him like... <laughs> Stop flicking your head around and give me some kind of feedback here.
0: <laughs> I am almost a lack in like this eight month mark in my experiences. As as hard as the newborn period, because in the newborn period I felt like I was in a fog, like trying to figure things out. But at eight months I felt like there was so much going on. I was literally just getting through all the things and all the new development things and the feeding things and all these different things that it was it just felt really busy and that I didn't get I it was it hard. Busy, yeah. Like I had to consciously slow down and delight in the little things to really ground myself because it could just it just felt like
2: it rolled you could on spiral on. i feel yeah yeah
0: it's a, especially around like this time we can talk about it later but like the focus becomes heavily on motor skills of sitting and crawling and interacting yeah. Yeah. and so yeah. there's lots of anxiety around this time as
3: well mm. and don't you think that everything is changing like what you said before it. Mm. The sleeps are changing, the feeds are changing, the food changes. Movement's you're, changing. Mm, yeah, yeah, everything is different. And you're like, I like just are my What here. And the
2: would personalities the come screen? out. Yes. That is something I wanted to talk to you about. Again, I guess managing your own feelings around things because the feeding, breastfeeding, they can be like interested, not interested, not interested. But also you might prep a meal for them. And it's the first time I've been like, oh, my God, you don't want my food? Like that feeling. <laughs> and I was like, that is going to be rejection. a huge thing <laughs> as they get older. And they're so small right now. So yeah. I'm just trying to be mindful of, like, how to react in those situations. I've just made something for him and he's <laughs> I don't want it. Literally spitting yeah. it out. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, yeah. It is, but it's... But it's only yeah. every now and then, but then it's funny. It's hard, it's hard picking, not to take it personally. Picking, I think that's what i saying. Like reflecting and going, oh, why am I feeling that way?
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's very interesting, intense. isn't it?
3: And I think it, beca- it comes from when you put in that effort, right? If you had just decanted some yogurt from the tub and you didn't want it, you'd be like, oh, you're not really hungry at the moment. And it's, But yeah, it's yeah. when you've spent the time. And I think if it's something that does come up, And I think it does come up for different people at different times. But what we want to do is keep food and mealtime, ideally, free from kind of emotional pressure. Mm -hmm. And so if you're like, I've spent all this time doing this for you and it starts to impact you, I think that's a
2: nice. And I'm really not a prepper. (laughs) It's more, we are about to go out the door. Can you just get this done? (laughs) Yes.
3: And I think part of that then is. You're right. It's about our own expectations and our own kind of feelings. And if you can recognize, like, ah, oh, this is actually about me, not about you, like, yeah. even if we need to get going and I have to wrap this meal up because we actually just have to leave and you haven't really eaten anything, I can trust you to compensate. I can trust me to freeze these, yeah. you know, whatever's left in the pan. I can do things. And just knowing, like, when it's not, like, I think that feeling is a really natural thing. Like, as soon as you do anything for anybody and it's not appreciated it can be hard to you know I think you just want to notice those feelings and be like cool this is about me though this isn't about him not doing that stuff and I guess just to reassure you, that's, I think, what a lot of us feel. In the same way she set up a little PlayStation with these kind of cool accessories that Nick's recommended, or he's made something out of a toilet roll, and they're not interested in it.
2: <laughs> Come on, play well, I it. think coming from a um, teaching perspective, if you spend ages prepping a lesson and then yeah. it turns to rubbish, you're like, uh-huh. you're like oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh-huh. So frustrating. Yeah. yeah. You just oh. mentioned
3: but I do this. think you raise a great point, though, going forward into toddlerhood, because in the next year or so, there's going to be times when your toddler will eat nothing, will turn their nose up at your whole plate and part of our job is about noticing those feelings but not turning it into a pressure-filled environment. It's okay, my job is providing this stuff and your job is deciding if you want it or not. And if you don't want it, that's cool. I did my job, you did your job and we just don't have to get emotional. Yes. about those things. Mm. I think it's a great one to raise now.
2: Yeah, and I, it's a little yeah. bit of shark music. Uh, would you call I think, or not? Well, think Taking your hands. I'm doing circle from security a, at the moment. From a physiological point
0: off. of view, you can't stop an emotion from happening. Once you feel You're an just emotion, recognizing it. it's already happened. Yeah. But it's the what you choose to do about that emotion yeah. because recognising it and going, oh, actually this is just me and my stuff and you're only eight months and you're not actually rejecting my food. No. You've just got lots of things <laughs> going on in your head. like. But it's, sometimes it's really hard to rationalise yourself around yeah. that or you just feel like you're playing thought tennis. or And
2: it is mm, thought tennis because then you're like, oh, they're actually getting preferences for things. They're going, oh, I mm. want that hot, I want that cold, I want that different texture. Mm. And that's their brain developing. So then yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really cool it is as really well. Cool. It is really cool. And yeah. I, w-
0: I wanted to ask a question about – Taste buds and their development, Kyla, and like babies and their preferences. Because my husband loves spicy food, but our kids reject his spicy food often, and he takes it personally. But is it? And people? my husband keeps asking why
1: I like mix the salt-free peanut butter into vegetables or something. He's like, that's an awful combination. I'm like, he doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, do you, is, is there, like, any science around their taste
0: buds or that things will grow? I think what did, we talked about this last time, but I say to my kids, like, hey, keep trying. Your taste buds are growing and changing. You might be grown up in your taste buds. You never know.
3: <laughs> I think they definitely are changing. I think yeah. most of the time in this babyhood mm. is the time when babies are going to be most adventurous because mm. they don't have any preconceived mm. notions about what it is or what it's like. And so if you eat spicy food, you can absolutely introduce that to your baby gradually in these kind of early months of solid. Mm. But I think it's more typical than not for kids, especially in the next phase of kind of early childhood, to be much more cautious and much more careful around food. Mm. And most kids don't love spicy food. There are some absolutely who enjoy it. Mm. And again, all you can do, you provide and they decide. And so it's about being considerate of their preferences but also knowing that they're probably going to be different to you. And I think even in the same example that we were talking about before, if somebody else cooked for you every meal, like it would be lovely in terms of taking away the (laughs) mental load and the decision-making, but can you imagine if like your non-preferred food came up time and time time. again
2: and you couldn't
3: voice to somebody else like, "Mm, I don't really want that thing without them getting upset and that kind of stuff. And it's the same with this spicy thing, like, it's great if you enjoy that. But if your kids do struggle with it, it's actually quite developmentally normal for them to find that tricky. And so we can still scaffold for them to learn to like spicy foods. I don't want to stop serving it. But there are ways freak yogurt, sour cream, serving it with bread, those kind of things that can help them to get more used to it in their time frame rather than now.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really hard because in this babyhood phase when they are very adventurous in their tastes and they might for example for my daughter Claire she loved avocado as a baby but then as a toddler yeah. we know around normal development well, you do especially Kyla but avocado is now not in the preferred but my husband's, but she used to love this so much and I'm like yeah it's just developed I know how do my you explain that? Old,
3: my year old used to love red duck curry that <laughs> is sauce and flavor and all of the things and now like plain rice and like a little bit of rinsed off meat on the side Mm. and she is a really sensitive eater Mm. physiologically babies are wired to put lots of things in their mouth to explore those things to have a go without that but when we hit that next phase of toddlerhood and the real neophobia they become much more aware of the sensory properties of food they're more aware of the color Mm. and the smell and the texture and all of those things and that makes their decision making they're much more careful much more worried about yeah. new things or things that they haven't had in a while or it might be that like you didn't have avocado for a week and then all of a sudden they had a one of the shepherd avocados and they were like oh, Ew, oh this is revolting it's a different one and that made a decision like that, that was their yeah. kind of okay avocados off the menu and we're not talking logically here like no. this is Kids aren't not the rational brain, brain right yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree do you want me to hold Monique's just dancing around the <laughs> studio with Gio because he had a little stack just before from sitting. So I'm gonna swap. I'm gonna hold Gio and Monique's gonna put her headphones back on. Oh, awesome questions. questions. Oh. Man, don't. don't Whilst
1: Monique's getting her headphones on, you mentioned freezing before, which reminded me of something that I've seen a bit on the meal times socials. I thought might be interesting to talk about. How much do we need to worry about? being hyper hypersensitive on food safety on terms of warming something up more than once and also at what stage can a baby start having tap water rather than kettled cooled water yeah so
3: in terms of food safety i think there's something you want to be reasonably cautious about for most people foodborne illness is quite common and that comes from basically just not storing food properly so leaving it out in the risky time when food bacteria can grow on food. So any time that your food is between the temperatures of 5 and 60 degrees, the rates of bacteria Mm. multiplication are high. So essentially what we don't want to do is leave food out on the bench or freeze and refreeze things repeatedly. So you're bringing them into a temperature, bringing them down, bringing them up, bringing them down again. Ideally, if you prep something and you pop it in the fridge almost as soon as you dole it out into its places and then you, you freeze it, it's fine to reheat once. As a general rule, I wouldn't reheat anything again for a baby or a child, really. There's just... The risk is high. So you just don't need to do it. If you've cooked something like... If you've got, like, raw meat and that's frozen, you defrost it, you cook it into something else, you can freeze that and yeah, okay. um, defrost it again. But if you, like... Reheated spaghetti bolognese, for example, they don't eat it, you wouldn't want to reheat that again. Mm. So, they're on the side of caution with food safety is my like general, particularly high risk foods, things like meat or grain, high risk foods, rice, meat, those kinds of things, you do want to only heat once. Yep. In terms of the water, um, our official guidelines say after the age of 12 months, it's fine to do tap water. You'll probably find at this age that, like, your baby is putting your shoes in their mouth or they're (laughs) chewing on sticks in the ground.
2: Yes. So,
3: (laughs) I think in the scheme of, like, risk, tap water is very low risk. Yeah, in Um, in Perth,
1: we have good water.
3: Yes. Exactly. If you you live somewhere with tank water or rainwater, then I would be more cautious. But if you are, like, just getting water from the main tap water supply, then... You can chew, it's up to you. Some people feel better boiling it, but if your child is licking the floor, then chances not that. Normal tap water is fine. Yeah, cool.
0: Just while we're on the topic of water, I will say that now that summer's coming up here in Perth, in WA, like, kids are outside. I know, Gio, I took the water bottle off you. I'm sorry. If, if the hose is in the sun and you turn the water on and they, they're sucking uh, the hose, don't let your little ones do that. <laughs> Make sure it's cooled yeah. down first. Down. I'm sorry, yeah. Gio.
3: Yeah, make sure like, It takes so long to cool down as okay. well. Yeah. So much water has to come out. Yeah. So you've got to run that hose for a everything. little while.
0: If you're filling up outdoor pools or outdoor splash, little things like let the water run for a little while and really make sure it's cool and that hose is cooled down before putting a little one in the splash pool or the splash mat. So that's just a, like an outdoor water safety note. <laughs> Good point. And Mon has a question. Um, oh, uh, yeah. are all Gio, standing up doing just, like jiggles. <laughs> I'm standing and I don't <laughs> even have the baby and I'm still <laughs> jiggling. She's
2: like, telling me you playing, you playing, "Playing, though, Mon. Are you playing? All the time. <laughs> just thinking about, I guess, leaning on from the food safety, like good things to have in snack boxes out and about. I know you've got baby meal times and toddler meal times. I am not really a prepper, but I would like some simple things to start with. Before I get into it more, if I ever do. <laughs> 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 Cooking things with Gia specifically. So snacks on the go. Snacks on the go or even any things that you like that are pre-packaged. I know fresh is probably best. Uh, i think Maybe there's not. quite a
3: lot now of baby services that are offering baby snacks that you can buy keep in the freezer. I yeah, know cool. Le Pure do. I know baby Tiny Turtle Tiny yeah. do. There's a heap of the freezer ones and I think they're all really reasonable Ball. options. I think those basic, like the basic fritters, basic muffins that you can make 24, especially if you do mini Perfect. muffins or mini yeah. fritters, or you bake the entire thing in a tray and then you just cut it up
2: cut it in into little slabs. Yeah. They
3: freeze so well and they are fairly low-risk things that could defrost in the lunchbox yeah. as you take it. Yeah. In terms of the packaging, for babies under the age of 12 months, there aren't <coughs> excuse me, a lot of great things in packets, now I'm going to choke on my own, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing well today, guys. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's all I've <laughs> poured <hard. laughs> my waters in with the toddler who's yelling at me to be quiet. <laughs> um, in terms of packet stuff, most of the baby stuff is like puffs or baby mum-mums and they're fine from a things to do with your hands kind of point of view. It takes yeah. a while to
2: eat them. Not much. They're not particularly... Marine.
3: Feel like they're puffed air, really, and they're pretty expensive to that. There's nothing wrong with them as such, but they're just not a meal. So, in terms of the kind of snack stuff, there isn't a lot that really make the ideals for things like sugar and salt. A young babies,
2: yeah,
3: and um, so I think you'd be better off going with kind of core things, so chucking in a handful of grated cheese or a stripper's pita bread or I hadn't even a a really of basic foot
2: cheese, <laughs> That's uh, such a good
3: peanut idea. butter sandwich, yeah, hard boiled eggs, yeah, like yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. That yeah. if you are offering them for lunch one day, you just do an extra one of, and it does mm. take a little while to get your head around, yeah. those things. Mm. But yeah, like the basic foods, and if you have a look in the meal website at the meal inspiration gallery, there's a heap in there of just really easy, kind of basic foods that make up a meal, especially for throwing them in a lunchbox when yeah, you go perfect. out. Yeah,
2: perfect. Yeah. Oh, gee, I don't want that one anymore. He's <laughs> like, I want to fly around the room, baby, entertaining Denise. Yeah. Um, do we need to be
1: aware of specific types of cheeses or tinned fruit or those kinds of things that can be a little bit easier? Are we going to have a specific type ready to go, or can it be the the types that we would eat?
3: Um, you can be the types most of the time for those kind of courses. It can be the things that you. Um, Like to eat. There are some things where it does make a big difference. So, for example, with cheese, it's a pretty high salt food, but it's a really nutritious food. It's not something you would necessarily, there's no kind of better option in terms of the cheeses. It would be fine to have regular kind of grated cheddar cheese or cheddar strips. Something like wraps, there is a very significant difference. So, there are some wraps that are really low sodium and some wraps that like a half a wrap exceeds your baby's daily sodium requirement. So, Wow. That's, Generally, that's
0: pretty, that's
3: yeah. it's wild, isn't it? Like you don't realise how much some of these foods have. And that's where in Baby Meals, there is the kind of how to choose guides for the, the main things. Generally, things like rice, pasta, cheese, yeah. you can choose anything. With things more like cooked bread, items, things like go. bread and wrap yeah. tend to have more variation in the brand. And if it's a one-off here at your, grandparents house and they have whatever bread they have that's fine and it's just being more aware that if you're going to offer a really high salt food at this age that you're just conscious of is there a one that's easier for me to choose or do we just not offer that with other high salt foods at the moment nothing bad will happen if you do have that it's not a it's not a problematic issue it's just something you want to be mindful of over the, the kind of long term in babyhood that their kidneys are still really immature and they just can't handle salt in the way that we can. Yes,
2: mm. okay. Because, yeah, I've been, we buy a sourdough from a local place called Miller and Baker and there's no like, so that was something I was curious about. And I was like, do I need to make my own bread? Surely not. No, absolutely <laughs> you yeah. do not need to make your own bread.
3: <laughs> no, I was like, like, that's, that's not happening. Yes. <laughs> and could you please turn your own cheese no, you definitely don't need to do that, and there are other benefits to sourdough bread. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. yeah,
3: So, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be that even too worried about that.
2: Yeah. Cool. All right, just these things cross my mind, and then I'm like, no, I'm not doing it anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Geo. But no, okay, good to know that we don't but have But if to. you do want to make your own bread,
0: that's okay. Like, yeah, of course. Nick can get f- it. I'm sure Nick does it all <laughs> no, the time. No, my husband, like, I'm making bread, we're going to do it. And I reckon he made it for three months solid, and every morning would wake up to the smell of fresh bread. And then he was like,
2: this is just too hard. <laughs> I was
0: like, it is really hard.
2: So hard, um, yeah. But,
0: yeah, it's hard to be consistent and do all the things. And- there was that phase yeah. everyone went think- through
2: with sourdough starter. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, to clarify, though,
3: you don't need to do all the things
2: um, with yeah, yeah.
3: feeding a baby. I think be aware of the things. The only real locked in rule is don't give them honey under 12 months. Yeah. And just be mindful of the sugar and salt stuff. Everything mm. else can ebb and flow. And I know that obviously some people like having more rules and like having more guidance, but I think you just don't have to beat yourself up if there's something different or something that you're not sure about. It's unlikely to cause any real harm.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I think, yeah, just I feel, I felt like for me when I was getting into the overwhelm in my head, just being able to turn to you was really helpful because it just eased a lot of that stress. And I guess one of the questions that I had at this eight-month point, so Claire was a little bit different. She had reflux as a little bub, and intro to solids was really hard for us, like that, that yeah, first I remember. two periods. And I messaged Claire, and I was like, it is really hard, and the rejection of the food and, like, the not really being really keen on solids. But if you have – if there are any listeners going out there in that six, seven months that are finding it hard also – what would your advice be to them, Kyla?
3: It is, and I remember that time really well that you experienced, Nick. And I think it is a really challenging thing that there's this all this lead up to solids and then you start, and it can be months before babies really click with eating. They really understand what the point of it is. They can be really resistant for a long time, particularly if feeding for them has been associated with pain up yeah. until this point. If yeah. every time they've had a milk feed, they've had this reflux, they've had you know, constipation, they've had ear infections, all these kinds of things, mm. makes them really suspicious about food and it can take them a, a really long time to click. Mm. Um, and I think our job here is really about affording them that space to learn to like food without feeling like they're falling behind and I need to make something happen yeah. to help them because the more that you try or insist or the more emotional stress mm. you get about feeding, It's really hard for them to have that space to learn to, I think, becomes a chore or a battle and really taking that expectation of them, off yourself, really taking the pressure down, thinking about, like, they're going to be eating for the rest of their life. In a year, everybody else's babies who seem to be, like, racing ahead of yours will all be in the base stage of of (laughs) we will all be in the same place at that point. But it is really hard, I think. This is a milestone thing again, I, yeah, yeah. I think. You see everybody else seemingly having babies who eat everything mm. and it's really hard not to notice that and not mm. to compare. Mm. But everybody is on their own kind of timeline and I think as long as you're making, even if it's really slow progress, then everything is okay. Mm. If you're really stuck, absolutely reach out. Look into something like, the membership for baby yeah, meal times. Yeah. Yeah. Look at some support from like a feeding team, like at Western Kids House. There are options if it feels too much,
1: mm.
3: and chances are, like the main thing that will be helping you to do is set up that enjoyable experience of food and meal time, and so you can start some of that yourself yeah. just by taking the pressure off everybody involved. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I will say this is one of the things that frustrates me about baby feeding especially on kind of Instagram and oh, socials it's, there is so much yeah it's mm-hmm. so hard to like not get caught up in this idea that your baby has to be doing these things and has to be eating this amount and should be doing this and it really is tricky to block out the noise
0: or even and like I'm not even in the phase and I almost have PTSD around like the perfect plate. So, like babies, when they were introducing foods, and it's like a plate every day of these pretty foods on the plate, and I'm like, oh god, it's like almost comparable to the perfect playroom. And yeah. I'm like, it doesn't look yeah.
1: like that. It's messy. Things it should be messy. Around, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've yeah. got a friend whose kids I think somewhere in the vicinity of two and four, or coming up to that roughly, and she posted a picture of Christmas reindeer pancakes yesterday, and I was like, I struggled to even have toast for me and my husband. And she's, yeah. <laughs> The kids were just up so early that was like yeah. their third breakfast, and I just went, up. <laughs> "Oh, let's try it." <laughs> yeah, oh, and
2: yeah, that's the like, thing. And they just, often don't look like the no, picture.
1: And you <laughs> no, never, okay.
0: like, you never understand the context. Someone's like, "How do you get outside so early with your kids?" I'm like, "We're up at five a.m., yeah. so seven is a good time for yeah. us to walk." But it yeah. doesn't mean it it's what works what for yours your family. But often that reality behind the picture or the video isn't shared. Yeah. It's just this. The picture. The picture of, yeah. of, of not perfectionism, but maybe, I don't know, it's hard. Social you media share the hard. things that
1: you're proud of and you're yeah. like, look at the thing, I did it. And then you're like, but you didn't see the 10 other times. And also
0: I'm very conscious that one day my kids might be able to look back at my yeah. social media historically and I don't really want to post pictures of them having tantrums or meltdowns mm-hmm. or refusals or different things because, yeah, you know, I don't know, they can't tell me no. So, yeah. Have we lost Kyla?
3: <laughs> no, I agree. I'm nodding along. Oh, I, I forget nodding is, is not a podcast no, no. medium.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I definitely need so to work funny. through some of that trauma. There were a the few tears there for me with Claire. But so for those of you who don't know, Kyla and Lauren, who were part of Clinical Meal Times, used to work out of Western Kids Health and then Kyla has launched completely into her beautiful online membership and supporting Mums nationally and internationally across the world, which is and parents, which has been amazing, all the way up through family meal times now for school age children, too, and beyond, which is fantastic. And Lauren, who Kyla worked with clinically, is now working at Western Kids Health, heading up our feeding team. And so it's been wonderful because now I just have two people to ask all my questions all the time and yeah. refer all the different yeah. people. So it's wonderful. And it's the same philosophy from my baby development work that I do is that we're, we're providing opportunity and security and helping build a healthy relationship with movement or food in this case, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I know... And
3: you, tell me, I'm going to ask you, Nick, before yeah. the next question, what was your... Because you obviously joined Baby Meal Times at a time when you were, like, really stressed yeah. about eating something. What do you think was your biggest takeaway?
0: That it's not, it's not my job. Like, I'm there to provide and that she decides... And that as long as there's small progression, which is the same philosophy as baby development, like as long as there is that small progression and you're seeing that things are changing over time, that it's okay. And really that it's not my responsibility to make her like food or to, I think that was a big thing for me because it was different with Will. Like he loved food. Like he's very similar to Gio in the fact that he just demolished everything, loved food, but it was more around his weight and the comments on his weight and the perception from other people about his obese and different things so at six months will was 13 kilos and a a ginormous beautiful boy but then he walked at nine and a half months he was off there was so many things happening for him but there was a lot of my baby journey has been very interesting around weight and food which you and lauren and baby meal times have been a fantastic fantastic voicing board and like common sense and evidence based practice and like getting away from Googling and social media and the nonsense that you find on there.
3: It's a wild ride though, isn't it? Because Mm. that first time around you have a baby who eats everything and people are telling you to feed them less. Yes. And then you have a second baby yeah. who doesn't want to eat things and you're trying extra hard to make them. And you're like, hold on a second. like I'm failing in every like, yeah, It doesn't matter I what know. I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just failing. <laughs> yeah
3: so. actually the thing that applies to both those kids is about the trust bit. It's about like he knows his body better than I do. She yes. knows their body better than I do. It's not my job to make them make them you know do anything and I think that actually as a new parent or as mm. a seasoned parent is a really hard thing to accept but actually I don't have a lot of control here and I my job is actually not about making them do something it's about controlling the things I can which is yeah. about like the environment the opportunity really acknowledging my own kind of emotions that are coming up around this and that seems like you're doing nothing you know especially if you were a kids person who got stuff done mm. it's really hard to do less <laughs>
0: Everybody, but <likes>. I
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really think with food and meal times and bodies we need to do less, yeah. talk less, obsess less, force less, you know you actually don't need to control all of the things no. and when you do recognise that it actually gives your child the freedom to learn about what they like and to willingly choose to eat food rather than you having to find The perfect conditions or the perfect ingredients that will tempt them, and when you do get to that stage, it actually should be quite freeing. Like it, it does, yeah. It feels it feels like you should be doing more, but actually, I think you should be doing less. And. That just keeps cropping up through
0: parenthood, Doing this, like even as, you, more, as they get yeah. older, around school and homework and so many different things. It's and I think reflecting. I'm even an advocate for yeah, homework. It's their not, responsibility. N- not really. They want I think what it comes back to is following their lead and letting, not letting, but almost trusting that they have intrinsic motivation to do different things so they know themselves and they know their body and, and they know their preferences that yeah and, motivation discovering
2: that and what makes what pressure. fills
0: their heart with delight rather than I don't know I don't know how to describe it but it's what something I'm going through with Will at the moment is do I sit down and do this with him and talk about getting x y and z or do I just help him discover what he loves about school and yeah. that's the path that I've chosen to go down because of yeah. my approach to baby development and also knowing your approach to feeding Kyla and like how that has worked so well. Can I apply that to different situations that my child is going through? But it crops up again and again and again. And, yeah. and in different
3: ways. And yeah. you think it's not the same thing, but actually it is, it is. in disguise. Yep. And you're like, oh, oh, my lesson is to do less yes. and interrupt less. And
0: it's Got like like it. sharing <laughs> your own enjoyment yeah. of things, yeah. I think
2: is so powerful. Yeah, Because Gio will be even more interested in food when we're enjoying food. And he does that. Geo's facial rolls his eyes are with next level <laughs> like, expressive <laughs> when it comes to food, in. which is beautiful. Yeah.
0: But yeah, not like Claire when she was eating. It was just like cold ow, face. No, ow. no expression. I and I really want, like-
2: <laughs> want to keep your philosophy in mind, letting it go a little bit right. and being a bit more relaxed around him exploring. Yeah. Food. Yeah. So mm. that he can enjoy it.
1: It seems as though Seb enjoys the idea of solids but doesn't necessarily see the point of it. It's play with it and I want what you want and I'll hold the spoon and, oh, did I eat anything? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Delight in those <laughs> and, strengths, yeah, hands. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that can take months though to yeah.
3: click for him to be like, oh, I put this in my mouth, I swallow it and then I get this nice feeling after a while. Okay. And you'll see that change. There is a point where you're like, Oh, he gets it now.
1: The number in of times he's US. gone somewhere and he's just got food all smooshed in the top of his mouth and he'll go like,
2: ah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, <laughs> you a chipmunk because he stores food in his yeah. cheeks when he wants more. So he just puts it there and then you put more in there. Hang on. There's <laughs> a lot in there. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> That's so cute.
0: He's learning to coordinate that swallow and his cheek muscles and they're building. <laughs> Chewing is hard. He's got a good gag. No yeah. Well is there any I think that's a really good note to finish on today. We've been talking for a while and we've kept colour a very long time. But is there anything else, Kyla, that you any gold
3: nuggets or anything else that you want to leave us with today? Probably just keeping in mind that this bit is a period of change and it's okay that there will be days that don't go as planned with meal times or feeds or any of those things. And as long as in the kind of long run we're heading towards you're having those regular meals and you're offering a variety of foods, like really each meal does not matter Mm. too much on an individual basis. You can look at the big picture Mm. with food and meal times. And if you do feel like you're getting really stuck or you're doing lots of searching or lots of Googling, like that does make your life harder. And it just doesn't have to be that hard.
2: No, oh Geo agrees. Gio, Gio, Gio yes. enjoyed Thank his you, club Gio. sandwich by the pool in Bali, <laughs> <laughs> and my husband accidentally put club soda in sparkling water in his oh, water bottle, and it squirted how did that him. go? And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> no, we turned around, and it was squirting him in the face, squirting the pram. Was oh, it heated up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you open That's up. It's pretty much on the water plane. play Wednesday, yeah,
0: isn't it? it yeah, <laughs> last bit of water play Wednesday. He so wasn't many sure ones. to
2: start with, and he thought oh. it was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Kyla, and thanks for not we. Really, I really appreciate you. And guys, if you're listening and you are, this is resonating you and you're feeling that overwhelm, I not endorse the baby meal times membership enough Aww. from a even a person like a personal and a professional perspective because it's really helpful. Yes, Gio is thank really you. trying to eat Kyla on the phone now. Hello, my darling. <laughs> so thank, thank you. me. No, that's that means all it does. Um, what well, means a lot to me too that you've created such a wonderful resource for parents all over the world. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your expertise and your non-judgment and your acceptance with us and all of our tricky questions it's so reassuring
2: Thank yeah you so much. just
0: having the space That's to right ask right. that so guys and if you have questions you know where to find kyla on instagram she's dr kyla did i get that right Is an underscore? underscore kyla dr. underscore, kyla. underscore kyla. Yep. kyla i'm sure if you just write dr kyla she'd come up because she's super. Yeah. but she's there for all your needs and then there'll be direct links to baby meal times and toddler meal times in the show notes today so please go on Another and bear. check that out
3: And I will just say, if you do feel like you're a parent who has a longer list of questions even than the the ladies today and you need them all answered, that's what we do in the membership as well. We have a whole feeding team now that just answer questions on the daily because Mm. I think sometimes you do get caught up in that confusion Mm. and so sometimes just being like, okay, so this is what I'm doing and here's what I'm worried about and Mm. somebody kind of answering that for you can be really reassuring. Mm -hmm. So that's an option if you feel like, oh, I'm feeling more anxious about this than I want to. And it, stops,
0: out. it stops you googling because you don't have to wait days. For yeah, days. Like, they just answer your question, and it's fake. And if they feel like you need more support, then they will. They tell you that they you need more. Then support. we send you to Nick. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's wonderful. Like they, it's very reassuring, and they do a fantastic job. But. Thank you so much. And guys, if you're loving the podcast, please, I would love it if you could review and rate our podcast or share, share it with, with family and friends yeah. or mums and dads that are having a tricky time with their solids journey. This would be a gold nugget for them. So we appreciate your support of our podcast because we, it's a bit crazy in here. Like we do this because we're determined to help. Aren't we, do. Yes. Now he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Seb just wants to see the microphone. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. And thank you for coming Bye. on Baby to Kyla. Bye. 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 I wanted to introduce you to my online membership, the Baby Play Academy, with over 250 purposeful play ideas from birth to walking, masterclasses on rolling, crawling, walking and baby sign language, bonus extras, webinars from paediatric experts and tummy time and sensory play PDFs, over 150 frequently asked questions at your fingertips, and my favourite, on-hand support from my team of physio, OT and speech as well as hundreds of other parents in our online support forum. It is everything you need to play, connect and reduce the anxiety around development in that first year and a half of your baby's life. Come and check it out at www.babyplayacademy.com. I would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. I pay my respect to the elders, both past, present and future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Baby Banter. If you've enjoyed it or if you have more questions, let's continue the conversation over on my Instagram, Nicole underscore kidsphysio. You can also check out NicoleKidsPhysio.com for lots of goodness as well as the freebies mentioned today. Do you know a new parent or have a family member with questions? I would love it if you could share this podcast with them. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and I'll see you next time on Baby Banter. Hey
1: mum, it's time for Baby Banter.